0: it's time for outside the box with lincoln stars head coach rocky russo and lincoln stars broadcaster joel norman on 93.7 the ticket and the ticket will welcome back to 93.7 the ticket i'm joel norman alongside the head coach of the lincoln stars rocky russo and this is outside the box We're joined here for segment number two with a couple of members of the Lincoln Stars. Doug Grimes, who a lot of players remember from last year, and a newcomer, Boston Buckberger. Boston, you're our first newcomer of the season to come on. So, welcome aboard. We're throwing you right into the fire. Thank you. Thank you. (laughs) So, let's talk about uh, the season for you guys so far. Uh, Rocky and I were talking about how last weekend, you know, just the one game, now just one game here this weekend. Kind of a funky little way to start, because obviously you guys know we're going to get plenty of weekends of two games or three games during that weekend. Talk to me, Is it, do you like it like this? You can kind of ease your way into the season? You have a little more time to reflect on games? Or would you rather be full go? You're shaking no, your head, Doug. No,
1: no, you got to get into it right away.
2: Doug's giving you the same answer <laughs> yeah. I gave you. Yeah. Yeah. Same thing. But yeah. about you, Boston? We're, I mean, we're
1: itching at it. We, we need to just get in there
3: and play. I mean, we're so eager as a team, and yeah. we just, we're fired up to go every weekend. So not playing two, it's... It's too bad, but we'll get going right away. So.
0: Obviously, that'll probably maybe feel like a couple of games this weekend, just facing Omaha. I was talking about the rivalry with Rock before. Doug, you experienced it last year. Talk to people about like Boston and me, who we haven't seen it besides the preseason. What makes this rivalry so special?
1: Just the energy in the building. We're, no matter if we're in Lincoln or Omaha, there's always just a next level of energy that... You just feel right when you step on the ice. It, it just makes everyone kind of take a next next step and just be more intense on the ice. And it just everyone fuels from it. So,
2: Except for that really soft intro song that they come yeah, out to. That's, that's Bring me. the heat or whatever. The fire. Feel, feel the heat. Feel the heat. <laughs> yeah. The fire's on. I don't know. It's yeah. some 80s band soft music. Yeah. Like I always kind of laugh every time we play there and we hear that.
0: We were talking about the music last week, Rocky, and I, I thought you would like a song from the '80s in a way. After I love week. a song
2: for the '80s, but I don't want my team coming out to That's a song fair. from the That's '80s. Fair. Like they could, they can jam to that in the locker room and whatever else. But we need something ripping and going when it comes yeah. time for for uh, the entry to uh, to a big game. I mean,
3: after my first impression at the ice nothing's going to beat that.
2: No, like, what we know. have here is is something yeah. special. Yeah.
0: Doug, we got a couple of guys last week. We had Tanner, Ludke, and Mason Marcellus on. They were saying that you're kind of the guy for tunes in the locker room early on. Eh, don't blush too much. Tell us a little bit about how that came. You know, Was that something you just kind of took charge on? Explain that to fans and how important really, it is. I don't
1: really know how it came about. I just like Last year, I would kind of get in the tunes sometimes, and I just kind of first couple of days, just trying to get the energy going, put some tunes on, and it just kind of stuck. Yeah. Um, I don't know, the boys seem to like what I play sometimes. So. Yeah, I can back him
3: <laughs> up. He just took the torch first day, and he just, uh, I don't know, everybody loves it.
0: It's not a bad thing at all. What What's the uh, victory song? We were debating that last week. Have you guys decided on something when we win? So
2: Mason and Tanner said that it's not finalized yet, and, and I believe you weren't here at the beginning of last year, but... We went through a couple different songs before before we settled on that one, and, and uh, you just heard it. Obviously, our intro there is uh, "Pump It Up." That's what our, our win song was. I don't even remember what we used uh, in Pittsburgh. I don't remember. But oh, no, uh, I
1: threw on "Good Feeling." It was just what came to mind. We were, we were all having we we're all having a good time and just kind of got got everyone bumping around. But we're gonna we're gonna talk about it. Get something that we that we have to stick.
0: Let's talk about this past weekend. Obviously not the result you guys wanted, though, against Sioux Falls. Rocky and I talked about it before. We felt like there were a lot of good things to take away. What did you two really take away that was strong from that game that you can kind of take into this coming Saturday's game against OMA? I'll start with you, Boston.
3: Yeah, well, I think obviously in that third period, it sucked that we were on that five-minute uh, penalty kill. But I think that like we pushed back. like After Brennan Lee's goal, it felt like we had some good momentum. And uh, I think that although we lost, we can ride that into the this weekend against Omaha for sure
0: and Doug your goal later in the third period made it three to two at the time I thought that was such an important goal because you got to get one of course And it gave him close you're down two at the time it take me to correct me if I'm wrong it felt like you were trying to bring a little extra juice coming back to the bench the crowd was rocking they knew that was big you put a little extra into that celebration oh yeah I mean I was fired up I mean getting the first one off of you is always a good
1: feeling and then also obviously at that point in the game we needed some energy we needed some push and I felt like I don't know. I was fired up. I couldn't really control the feelings, yeah. but regardless, I mean, I was just trying to get every, make everyone realize that we're right in this game. I mean, I, I, last last year we would come back, come back, come back, no matter what. We, we were never out of a game, and I think that we needed a little bit of a sense of of feeling like we can do it. And I think that I think we kind of felt it, but I think once we actually do it, I think we're gonna really have that same mentality as last year.
2: I thought it was common. I I thought obviously it's a tough. No feel call by by uh the the guy there with three minutes left to you know, you make a make an interference call away from the play after they had too many men on the ice for thirty seconds and three other penalties he could have called on them. I just that that's one of those where you like you gotta understand what's going on in the game and, and you've had us down for a major like maybe you put your whistle away right there. And I thought with three minutes left that we were we were gonna find a way to tie it up but I told you guys in the locker room, I've told Joel, like, we put ourselves in that position, right? We didn't do enough throughout the course of the game to um, to, to be in a position where we weren't going to let something else affect it, and ultimately it ended up happening.
0: Doug, I want to go back to your goal for a second. I, I was thinking about it as it happened. You know, packed house, everyone's going pretty loud. What's it like scoring a goal in a situation like that? To explain to someone like me who's not talented enough in any sport to be <laughs> at that kind of level. Explain to me and fans, like, what is that like do you almost just black out for a moment where you're just kind of like wow (laughs) sometimes I
1: I watch the games back and I'm like wait that happened like I mean you're you're just you're in the you're in the moment you're you're competing you want it so bad that when it comes you're you kind of just lose it for a second and you just it just kind of hits you like you get fired up and sometimes I don't even realize the crowds there I hear them blaring but it's just kind of I'm just kind of living in the moment and I look back on it and it's 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 awesome having a crowd like that around though
0: how cool was that for you boss and you saw a little bit in the preseason but nothing like what it was like. for me myself kind of like you newcomers to the, the team it was like wow this is legitimate they don't need you know prompts to make noise and that was a huge factor in that game I felt
3: oh it was unreal obviously when Dougie scored the place went nuts and even like in our like person intro was like numbers at the start of the game pregame. it was like uh you come out on the ice and Everybody's hooting and hollering. It was an unreal, unbelievable feeling, that's for sure. I can't wait for more.
0: This is Outside the Box here on 93.7 The Ticket. I'm Joel Norman, the voice of the Lincoln Stars, alongside head coach Ronky Russo, joined by forwards Doug Grimes and Boston Buckberger defenseman Guys, we were t- Rocky and I, our last segment, we were kind of talking a little bit of baseball. It's almost about to be in the postseason, and we were talking a little bit about some of the, the big home run races right now. Obviously, Aaron Judge hitting number 62 tonight, and Rocky and I kind of we ran out of time talking about this, but I posed the question to him, if you were to catch a ball like that or, or even maybe Pools' a 700th that he hit a few we- or last week, what would it take for you to give it back to the player, the team, rather than sell it? I don't know the thing the
1: thing is is being an athlete I feel like if I could put myself in their shoes if that was me hitting a home run or scoring a goal that put me above I I might ask for like in the Tom Brady situation I might ask for a little a little something fun to hang up and show but I mean I'm going to I'm going to give the guy the ball that's such an amazing accomplishment that at that point it's he, he's done so much so much hard work to get there I'm not going to steal his ball and make money off it all Give it back, get something in return for, fun, like, fun. I don't know. That's, that's how I see it.
3: Marston? Uh I mean, I think it would be even harder to give the ball right back. Like, just to have that piece of history would be so cool. But, obviously, yeah, when he's done something like that, as Dougie said, I think that you got to give it back. Maybe, like, talk to the team. Like, meet Albert or yeah. Aaron Judge, who's doing something cool, like those home run hitters. But, uh, yeah, I mean – just crazy stuff. You guys, you guys are crazy. You're
2: too nice.
0: I mean,
1: you're like, way too nice. First I'm, of all, I'm getting season tickets for the next ten years. Yeah. i No, getting, yeah. I'm getting
2: See, that's some good what I would demand. Back. That's what I would demand. I was listening to the radio, and the guy—it it was the Morning men on on uh, Sirius—and the dude's like, "I want, I want season <laughs> tickets for life to the Yankees." Yep. I want to meet Aaron Judge. I want to sleep over at Yankee Stadium. <laughs> like, he was just giving it all this stuff. And here's what my thought. Like, how much money does Aaron Judge make? Now, he's going into a contract here. He bet on himself this year. But let's just say um, Albert Pujols, right? Now, Pujols said that guy should keep that ball because mm-hmm. it doesn't – it's it's not as significant to me. It's, it's – to that fan it matters but if I want the ball and I make 50 million dollars and that guy could sell it for three three million bucks give the guy the three million bucks buy the ball off him put it on your mantle call it a day that's the best of both worlds you've got the cash you've changed that guy's life and you got your ball and so to me you get to be the lucky fan that gets to be a part of history it's good to be the guy on that end and not the Steve Bartman guy that 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 gets in the way for the Cubs but I believe there's got to be a financial transaction because he has the right to go sell that ball. That's when you pay for that seat, you buy yourself a ticket and a spot to catch the ball. You catch it, and guess what? You, it can be life changing money for your family. And and I think any athlete that makes that kind of money should see that personally. That's, that's
1: fair. I don't have kids, so I'm not thinking about it that in deep.
2: You know but how much? You know how many diapers? Yeah, Three million dollars yeah. <laughs> buys that's a lot of diapers. You know how that's many diapers, diapers I'm changing these days? Like. <laughs>
3: It's a fair take.
2: <laughs> so, guys, I I have a question for you. Obviously, Doug, you've been you've been here now for um, not quite a full a full year, but Boston, you're from Saskatoon, Saskatchewan. Um, I actually I almost was in Saskatoon, Saskatchewan a number of years ago uh, to be the assistant coach for for the Blades for uh, for Bob Woods. Oh yeah, and uh, and there was some uh, there was some. Uh, work visa issues that got in the way and I didn't end up getting the job but um, tell me your experience so far uh, living in Lincoln Nebraska.
3: I think that the buzz around town has been a lot different like going downtown as we did tonight after we had a little team event um, I mean having the campus down here and having people like always out and about it's just been like unbelievable and the ironic thing is that uh saskatchewan's a big agriculture province and uh, obviously nebraska has a lot of agriculture through corn and beans and whatnot so uh in the sense it's actually like it's a home away from home that feels like similar but a lot different at the same time uh it's been it's been amazing it's honestly like in proximity like population's the same and
2: whatnot so it's actually been like a pretty easy transition for me i'd say Doug, you clearly are not from an agricultural-type area. <laughs> Farthest from it. In, in the Northeast, <laughs> in the Boston area. So uh, you were in Cedar Rapids, Iowa, prior to this. But tell us what your experience has been like living here in Lincoln.
1: Oh, I'd say the same thing. I mean, you just get a feeling, especially when you're downtown, just there's a there's a buzz. There's a lot of people coming, or, coming and going, and you just feel the energy down here. I mean, for football games on the weekends, you just can sense a – you can sense the, the feeling the, in the community, and it feels very welcoming. It feels very exciting. And, I mean, it's definitely different from home, very different. Um, but it's it's nice to have a spot away from home. I'm, I'm not necessarily a huge city. I don't love being in the city. I, I, I've i dealt with it for a while. But, I mean, I, I would rather be in a more rural kind of countryside area. Um, but, I, I mean, I love it out here.
2: What have you guys done – uh, since the season started, obviously, we were in training camp and then Pittsburgh and everything else. But what have you done away from the rink to, to kind of enjoy living in Lincoln? Have you gone to Omaha? Have you gone to a football game? Uh, what What do Boston and Doug do away from the rink to pass the time? Well, uh, the first weekend, me and my billets, uh, I'm with Lori Crocker
3: and Ryan Crocker, and uh, we went to a Nebraska football game, and that was an experience like no other. Uh, seeing the third-quarter light show there, and, obviously, 90,000 people in one building was absolutely crazy for me. Uh, I also I went to the races, uh, sprint car races, the other weekend. Mm-hmm. And that was a really cool experience, seeing those things buzz uh, back and forth around the track for a while. But, uh, yeah, I don't know, Doug. And hanging out with the guys as well, watching some movies and uh, seeing Nebraska. It's been pretty cool. No, yeah, I would definitely
1: say the football games are pretty top-notch. I mean, a lot of the guys have billets that head out to the games and bring along... Our, our teammates and so we, we all end up kind of meeting up there and then we'll end up hanging out after and stuff and it's always a great time there's tons of people that's obviously a lot of energy so it's a fun time down there and then we got a couple golf groups we get matches going been pretty competitive lately uh and then on the more chill nights we'll get a movie going we'll hang out with the boys play poker kind of do just just kind of hang out together. We like, we enjoy each other's company. So um,
3: I'd actually like to backtrack. Um, when we were talking about like home away from home, I wasn't. I didn't really know what to expect in terms of like greetings and people in the USA. But Nebraska is like a a really friendly town. Like compared to Canada, like I feel like everybody around here. Says hi. Says uh, just like thank you a lot of please
2: a lot of it's just a really nice place. I mean, if you watch South Park, like they they act like Canadians are the nicest people in on the whole planet. <laughs> we so, are, we are. Um, but I I do believe that here in in Lincoln, and I was fortunate I was living in Texas where everybody's super friendly. But the people here in Lincoln have been fantastic and and uh, very welcoming. Right? Yeah. They're they're excited to support the the stars and and to accept you guys and ultimately my family and I as part of the community.
0: No, absolutely. It's the nice thing for you guys. You get a lot of time to to kind of do that as well. We're going to take a quick break here. We'll have more in just a moment here on 93.7 The Ticket. This is Outside the Box with the Lincoln Stars.